Welcome to the ninth episode of our UCEM in Conversation with podcast series, where I'm joined by Lucy Gateskill, a di- director at Roll Call Property. And Lucy studied on our MBA construction and real estate programme. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Angie. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. It's a Friday we're recording, so it t- tends to be uh, a day we're, we're in, in good spirits. So, <laughs> Looking forward to the weekend. <laughs> Indeed. So, so first off, I uh, just wanted to ask if you could tell me how you entered the built environment sector. No problem. I entered into the built environment through a change in role. Um, I worked for a large housing association and I moved into my first management role as a maintenance manager. Importantly, I had no prior knowledge or training, but I felt I brought something different to the area of property services. It was quite a shock to the system when I started the sheer volume of work. Uh, we joked that you could go to the toilet and come back and have 30 emails. Uh, I had a team of guys, seven of them, and they were amazing. They were brilliant to work with. Uh, one of them told me I was the best manager he'd had in 15 years, which was, which was amazing. So really good experience. Lovely feedback as well. So having entered into the built environment sector and on the on the property side, could you talk me through your career so far and, and, and where you've gone since? My career has been really mixed and not a traditional route, I guess, into property or built environment sector. I started, I did a BSc in sports studies. And after I finished university, I went and was a receptionist in a sports centre at a college And I moved on to eventually manage the the centre whilst a member of staff was off. I then became a a community warden. So I'd moved out of the sport uh, side and did some community work. And I loved that. It was just an amazing job. made such a difference. And the people I'd met and worked with were, were incredible. I then decided that I wanted to return to my sports roots. And I then went and worked in Dubai for a year doing some sports development and coaching. I enjoyed my time in Dubai. Um, It was an incredible opportunity and I learned a lot about different culture and I proved to myself that I could go and start a job in another country, which was a really good life experience. But I wanted to make a difference ultimately to people that really needed it. So I then decided to return to the UK. And within three days, I had a a job as a resident involvement officer in a housing association. So as I mentioned earlier, once I'd done that role, I moved into a management role within the same organisation. And two years later, I was promoted to set up a kitchen and bathroom contract and bring the service in-house. So we two-peed over 60 people. It was an incredibly challenging experience but it was incredible um had a fantastic manager at the time who was really supportive and had actually done an MBA with UCM and encouraged me to do that and I worked with some incredible people who were really talented and hardworking and had a real customer focus so it was then that I started the MBA in construction real estate and then in 2020 I left and have now started up my own business uh, with Roll Call Property with me and my partner doing holiday lets. Fantastic. So, uh, so you began your studies with us in, in 2018 and completed the programme in 2020, which is an incredible achievement. Any of our students who, who go and study with us, it's, it's incredibly challenging in terms of the self-motivation you need to have and doing it part time whilst, whilst working full time as well. So it was even more so, though, considering the challenges you faced in your personal life during this time. 
So I'm wondering, could, could you talk me through your learning journey and what you had to face during it? No problem at all. Firstly, thank you. I think when people say, you know, what an achievement is, you don't always think about it at the time. But when you reflect back now, I think I can reflect and think, realise what an incredible achievement it actually was to complete the, the study during that time with the challenges I faced. I chose the MBA at UCM because for various reasons, I think the modules that were available, the leadership, the marketing, the strategy modules were just really varied, which I really wanted to do. And I think when I started, everything was online, you know, everything was really accessible and easy to do and flexible, which was brilliant. So the first year was was excellent. It was really hard work, um, but I was achieving high distinction grades. I had 93%, I think, on one of my marketing assignments. And I remember actually emailing the tutor after I I got that result because I just couldn't believe the score that I'd mm. seen on the screen. And I... And yeah, I had to email him and say, can I just check that the score is uh, is right? So towards the end of the first year, I lost a very close colleague and friend of mine to bowel cancer. Uh, he was 44. He was the funniest person I'd ever met. I cared really about, you know, making a difference. And there aren't many weeks that go by where, where I don't think about him. So then at the start of my study, I met um, a new partner, which was incredible, And then we decided after the first year of my study that we would move in together. That involved a relocation of about an hour and a half from where I was currently located. I needed to move away from my family and my friends. I then became a stepmom, which has brought a number of different challenges that perhaps I wouldn't have thought about or or expected. And then trying to juggle that with, like you said, a full-time job, studying, and you have to be really committed to to that and, and be very disciplined about the time that you study and whilst also trying to do the best you can in your, in your job at the time. So then in January of the second year of my study, I had my first miscarriage. It was heartbreaking. I wasn't doing so well with my study. My grades were, were dropping. I remember doing my planning assignment and I... I think it was a couple of marks short of the pass mark, which compared to the scores that I was getting in the first year was, you know, miles away. So I was just gutted. And I remember when I had the miscarriage, two weeks later, I had the planning exams of the second part of the assessment for the module. And exams weren't my strength. And I remember I thinking I'm going to have to make up some extra marks as well because I haven't got enough from the first assignment. And I reached out to UCM and had some incredible support from both the academic staff and the support staff I had a a planning like exam preparation session with one of the support staff and it was brilliant so my I did this all this preparation for the exam it was a residual calculation and I really had to spend a lot of time getting my head around it and what to do I made the exam um, it went quite, it went really well I think and I just remember coming out of that exam and sitting in my car and and breaking down for two reasons. I think the sort of trauma of the miscarriage had hit me because I've been so focused on trying to get ready for the exam. And then realising that I'd got through the exam and it had gone perhaps as well as I'd hoped it, it had. And I remember emailing the support staff who'd helped me and they were just lovely and really supportive and encouraging, even when perhaps I didn't think I could do it. And then just after my final exam, um, I had a second miscarriage, which 
was a bit more scary as I had to call an ambulance to our house and I had to have surgery. And I think it was just incredibly difficult. I felt like I'd failed. So trying to juggle everything and, and finish all of that. And then sadly in February this year, I, I had an ectopic pregnancy where I got very close to it being, you know, very life-threatening. So yeah, it's been really challenging times. I'm so sorry to, to, to hear of, of those experiences which you have had and it, it was something which you highlighted. I mean, we, we, we ran our graduate celebration week in December last year and we asked for everyone to, to reflect on their time studying with us and, and you, you highlighted that. I think we, we exchanged a few emails and, and you, you mentioned how you wanted to, to share the personal challenges he'd had because it had made the the achievement of completing our MBA that that much more more proud of yourself for, for having done that and yeah thank thank you for um you know your candor with that and I think obviously there there had been the the, the publicised miscarriage which John Legend and his wife had gone through at the time as well so it's something which which is being discussed about more. It's not an easy topic, so so thank you for for sharing your experiences on that. And I, I suppose you you would think that it, it would have been easy, perhaps on yourself, even to have gone. You know what? I'm doing well within my career. Do I need the hassle of of studying as well and and continuing with the MBA? So I just wanted to ask in that respect, what spurred you on to complete the program? That's a good question. I think. When I'd done the first year and been through all these challenges and like you say, miscarriages particularly don't really get talked about. I think one in four women have them. Topic is one in 80. So it's it's actually really common. But I think my, I didn't want all that work that I put in on the first year to, to go to waste. I'd always wanted to do an MBA. I wanted to make my partner, who's been incredibly supportive throughout my whole study um, and my family and my mum, my brother proud and I think I wanted to prove to myself that I could I could do it and that I could get a merit or you know I wanted a distinction but I didn't quite quite get to it but I still did it so yeah I, I wasn't going to give up even if you know I was struggling which I was through quite a substantial part of the second year which is completely understandable going through that and it's great that, that you had that desire to, to want to do that and, and it really is just a phenomenal achievement uh, bearing in mind all the challenges you faced. I mean you mentioned some of the support that you had from UCEM which I'm very pleased to hear and, and certainly we always want to make sure that our students if, if there are you know things going on in their lives that they can stall their studies and start again at another point or things like that and, and there are um, certain teams who who can speak directly about issues which which any of our students are going through so just just on that front you, you mentioned some of those teams who who was it who was supporting you during that time and 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 you, and you mentioned your family and, and your partner as well what what kind of support was it that, that you were receiving I think what was the most amazing thing when I studied with UCM is I didn't feel like I was a number. I felt that I could call somebody or email and they would listen and they're incredibly supportive. I had support from two ladies called Bethan who were, one helped me with the exam and one helped me with the work I was doing and 
at one point I had regular calls from her to check in and see how I was doing and was I coping and what support they could offer me. I regularly had in the second year, I applied for mitigating circumstances just as that backup so that if I felt it was getting to the deadline and I was struggling that I could use those and I didn't actually ever use one I had four I think in my second year and I I didn't use one of them but it was good to know that I had that and I had some support from the disability team I think it was that offered me some counselling and various other and everyone was just so kind and so understanding and as I mentioned you know I had incredible support from my partner my mum I remember in my first year (laughs) she did my cleaning for me um to take some pressure off me and I had I've I've got incredibly supportive encouraging family and friends and I think that really makes a monumental difference definitely and and having those support functions going into studies in general where you're you're combining it with your work working full time and 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 any other responsibilities which you have is is really important and and can help you get through it and and particularly with with any other challenges you're you're experiencing at the time so you mentioned before that it is more common than than people imagine miscarriages and and also you also highlighted the friend which you had who who sadly passed away of of bowel cancer so this does happen people who are studying with us do go through such challenges and and your story is incredibly inspiring in in the respect that you you were so strong during this time and and you did persevere towards the end to, to achieve your goal and I wanted to ask on that front to those who might be listening and, and experiencing something similar or may go through something similar in future. What would be your message to them? That's really kind of you to say that I didn't feel strong when I was going through it. I I did not feel that. But I think my message to be to anyone listening would be to believe, you know, to believe that you're capable of it and that we can do anything if we put our minds to it and to not give up, even when it feels really dark and you're not quite sure the way out. And I think I would also encourage people to reach out to your loved ones, to friends, to colleagues, to someone you trust, to UCM. If you don't share how we're feeling or we're struggling, people can't help or might not know. And particularly with miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies, they just aren't talked about and it isn't something to feel ashamed of. But it is incredibly common and people just shut themselves away about it. So yeah, that, that would be my message, really. And I think that's that's a great message, the reaching out one. Mental health, but particularly over the, the past year or so with, with the general challenges, obviously with, with COVID as well going on, is is, is a really important one. And, and I think whenever we're experiencing difficulties, speaking to those we, we feel we can trust and, and support functions which are available, it, it's really important to do that, and, and which is what you did. And uh, yeah, I think um, that, that's, a, that's a really great advice for anyone going through uh, something similar. Just not to be scared, I think, to reach out. You know, it, it can be. People can feel a bit scared about doing that, but I would mm. really encourage people to look past that and think about some support that you might get, or it's really important. And and, and it helped you, you say, that doing that, that well, reaching out. So so I think it's kind of removing the stigma which which some people may have about doing that 
and and yeah, definitely something to to take forward if if you are going through some some painful challenges in, in your life. So, like I say, thank thank you for 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 discussing your time studying with us and and the challenges you have had, and and just just to sort of focus on on where you are now with roll call property. So, so I hadn't appreciated until you said at the start of the podcast that it's the company which you've set up. So you're you're a director there. So so just wanted to ask how that's going. It's going really well, thank you. We've had plenty of challenges, as you mentioned, with with COVID. We've had a lot of achievements. We, as I said, we do a holiday let business. Um, We started with one property. We've now got four, got some in North Wales, some in Cumbria and one in Southbourne. Um, We have uh, two more coming on imminently. We won awards from our guests in our first year for their experience in our properties, which was just fantastic. And we've just purchased our first property using SAS and it's currently undergoing some major renovation and we're hoping to achieve a 40% uplift, which is, is quite exciting. We have partnered with some amazing investors they're kind, they are hardworking, brilliant people, and we're in discussions with quite a few more um, in the current months. We run it remotely, so it's brilliant to be able to do that from home. But we've also got some incredible local people on the ground in those areas helping us and supporting us. We're about to hire our first uh, external member of staff, which I'm very excited about. Um, what is even more incredible about running your own business is you're able to decide how you want it to run. And we're employing somebody that has two small children she's got lots of skills that we're very excited that she's going to bring but we're able to offer her there that flexibility so she can do it around her children and we've just set up an online a separate online business called uh, roses to rhubarb which is supporting people through challenges that i've mentioned in in the podcast to find a, a new life in in gardening and i've linked up with the topic pregnancy trust to raise awareness and yeah that's really powerful as well so it's going brilliantly thanks Great to hear, and and also wonderful as well that you, that you can turn your experiences into a positive in, with the work you're doing with charity, which you just mentioned there. And great that you're allying the commercial side with 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 the the CSR as well, and and to something which really resonates with yourself. So exciting times, employing your your first external member of staff, yeah. and I mean I, I don't know how far in the future you want to head with this but but what are your plans and hopes for for your future in the sector it's a really interesting time i think and particularly for us we've got lots of targets in terms of number of properties we want to get to and an online business i think what is really exciting about particularly about setting up your own business is you can shape and develop your own culture and your own values and behaviors so that we can make a difference to our guests and our investors because Obviously, they're very important to us and our, our value partners, but also the communities around our property. So we want to support small local businesses who are perhaps providing different food in their area or different experiences for people so that we can support them as well. Mm. So yeah, it's very exciting. And yeah, we're very excited to be you know, moving along with, with Roll Call. We made a 10% gross profit in our first year, which for a, for a new business during COVID, I think, it's very exciting. Yeah, I mean, that's that's tremendous because because you do hear that that it's quite common. I could be wrong that that the first three years of a business you tend to make a loss before you start to make that profit. So, so to have made a ten percent gross profit within your first year, and as you say, with the challenges, is uh, is, is is brilliant, very promising, and 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 hopefully, yeah, harbinger of of what's to come with with, with your business moving forward. 
banks. And I think if I said to somebody you know, five years ago, uh, I had no property knowledge and five years later, I'm a director of my own property business, I think I would have perhaps laughed at them. But anything is possible if you kind of believe and work hard. Amazing. When put like that, which I hadn't really highlighted the, the years or, or put that together. So to say, say, yeah, within five years that you've you've gone from a minimal sort of knowledge of the, of the property industry to now running your own business and, and you know, it flourishing is, is, yeah, incredibly inspiring. And, and, and yeah, just, just uh, I thought it was interesting just what you said about your community focus as well, because it goes back to what you were saying before about your sports side and how you really enjoyed the community interactions which you had. So yeah, it seems to be a theme throughout your career and, and something which, is, again, which is really positive and adds to that reaching outside of things, of, of, of wanting to, to connect and, uh, and make that difference um, to the people around you. So uh, yeah, that, that really shines through. And, and, and yeah, we're, we're wrapping up the podcast here now. I, I just really wanted to thank you for, for sharing your story Lucy it's not easy I I know you were nervous before the podcast the topics we've discussed are are hard ones to to talk about and and to do so publicly so thank you for your candor and and I just know that if anyone does feel the same or is going through the same thing and they listen to this it will it will really help them and and your your candor will inspire them I'm sure because you made an incredible impact on the built environment sector and and to have achieved your MBA under the duress of all the challenges you have had is is a hugely inspiring story. So it was one which you know I was I was very keen to 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 do with you, and and you were also happy to to share your story. So thank you very much. Thank you. That's really kind. I think you know I'm really grateful to have been asked to talk about this, and if I can give someone else some hope or courage to reach out and get support when they're struggling, then I'd be really happy to to have known that I played a part in that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure anyone listening will will feel inspired and, and some some really great lessons you, you've provided from your, your story so far. So yeah, I wish you the very best of, of luck in the future with Roll Call Property um, and everything else in your, in your life. You deserve, you know, all, all the best going forward. So if you study with UCM and are experiencing any traumas in your personal life, our disability and wellbeing team are available to support you. Alternatively, you can contact London Nightline or The Samaritans. Thanks for listening.